Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HWA Radio here. It has been a hell of a pay-per-view, and we got one more season coming up that's going to be an even bigger pay-per-view. But before we can do that, we always got to have to be joined by none other than good old CR. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Keys recap the big event. Uh, lots of exciting uh, action we have. We have some title changes. It was all good for me, except being in New York City. Yeah, and we know we typically start off with the power rankings, but uh, being at the end of the season, we're going to give that a rest. We'll ki- we will get power rankings uh, before our next show, uh, our, our podcast. We'll do a preview of the show. It will be before the 23rd, It'll be sometime that week, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, so look for it then. Uh, but you can always subscribe at anchor.fm slash HWA rules. Let's talk about this first match, the uh, Tag Team Champion between the nosebleeds and fu incorporated uh, this match was an unlikely one you had <laughs> you had snot and cotex uh defending of all things but i, I can't understand that uh but on the other side you had two of cse's finest one tried and true and the other one new but quite promising and uh, this was simply one of those matches i i don't want to be cliche about it uh, i don't know how that sounds but uh anything could truly happen in this one yeah, you know, uh, you think the nosebleeds are a joke, but uh, hell, they went in there, they, they shocked the world by winning those titles, and they were defending them at the pay-per-view and uh, giving their due. And on the other side, you have uh, just a, a giant of a man in Katungi and the uh, someone who's crazy as a loon in the uh, Steel Sultan. Uh, you really didn't know what to expect from those two, but uh, yeah, when you said anything could happen, it certainly could, and it certainly did. Yeah, he's not Batman. He's batshit. <laughs> batshit crazy. Uh, but uh, when we were commentating during the, this match, I uh, talked about uh, tagging, and we, we saw a great continuity in the news, please. More, more than I've, I think I've ever seen from them. Uh, and maybe a little bit slower, but still respectable. You had tagging by FU, uh, but when it came right down to it, you had to be impressed by Pat and the dude working together, uh, especially with those, I'm going to call them zit poppers, because whether it's a white head or a black head, uh, it just sounds more PC. So political correctness aside, this is a move that could have led to victory for the nosebleeds. Just those two big feet coming in it from different directions, uh, solid and brutal team effort. Well, certainly, as I said during the match, I was very, uh, very impressed with the uh, the continuity and the, and the quick tagging of, of, of the uh, the nosebleeds there and uh, the, the pad and uh, the old uh, booger dude. Uh, and like you said, the old uh, zip, I, t- I will tell you this, the zip popper, probably a great move to use a lot, uh, I guess, a lot of other teams. Uh, but what you're, if you're hitting Katungi or the Sultan in the head, there really ain't much up there to hurt. So uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the reasons they were able to come through it. You got to aim toward the jawline where the brainstem is. Hopefully do some damage with that because there's, there's no cerebellum working at all. Uh, this was an amazing beginning to the show. Uh, typically, the, the start, to start things off, you want to get the crowd warmed up. Uh, but at the end of the match had to come, and it came in the form of a consolation, you might say, uh, by which I mean you had Katungi getting his groove back after that humiliating three-on-three match. He was totally out of his element, but he hits the tribal tripletta, uh, the second shot nailing Pat's head on the chair, just bouncing it right off of there. And then, of course, followed by that, by the jungle judgment, uh, right up, and it's a three-count hit right there. And you got a pairing that had people wondering what Chaz was thinking because you got this, uh, you got this brutal uh, large man, and you, you're bringing this crazy sheik in here. But uh, he must have seen something. Uh, w- w- a combination of those two that the, the that the rest of the world now sees, uh, since Fu is in fact your championship team. Well, we've always said he has an eye for talent. He's constantly uh, scouting. Uh, you know, on, on the off days, he's he's jetting off somewhere looking at new talent. That's how he found uh, Sadu Mayhem. That's how he found Katungi, and that's uh, how he found uh, the Steel Sultan. But of course, he knew his reputation uh, from from uh, some of the Far East or, or Middle East wrestling. And uh, yeah, 
certainly put these two together. I think the, the more that they, they team up, uh, the better the, the communication is going to get and uh, the better the uh, the flow of the match will be for them. But uh, as for right now, they're your tag team champions. It should be interesting to see where they go from here and uh, who they're going to be competing with uh, in the either the first or second week of the new season. So uh, very, very exciting things to come. All right, let's get on to this uh, ne- women's national title match. Joining us on the line here, we got uh, Aaron Varhola, coach uh, and uh, manager of Roadblock Rachel. And uh, I, I got to say, this matchup was a was a kind of David and Goliath battle. Well, that, that's, of course, if David belonged to the Hells Angels. Uh, but uh, I, I was going to come down to the grit and brute strength uh, of this one. It, this match is one way or the other. There, there's no in-between. And while Geisha had the advantage in height uh, by almost a foot, Rachel was not someone to be taken lightly. Certainly no guarantees in this one, CR. Well, yeah, you talk about brute strength. I talk about the brute strength of uh, Roadblock Rachel's armpits. <laughs> Like I said, she comes to that ring reeking of bourbon and B.O. I don't know what Aaron does to her before the match, but Jesus, good God in heaven, a woman needs to take a shower more than once a week for crying out loud. But, uh, yeah, I was I was surprised by the outcome of this match, and by God, uh, it was uh, certainly a, a, a high-impact uh, match and a lot of uh, high-impact maneuvers, and uh, it went back and forth. Is that, is that one of your strategies there, Aaron? Is that the, the aromatherapy, uh, or <laughs> the lack of aromatherapy, I would say, element uh, to Roadblock Rachel's success? No, there's her smell is greatly exaggerated. She showers regularly. Thing is, she's just like Pat, the former hockey player Pat Verbeek. She's a little ball of hate. She can take as much punishment as Geisha Genji could dish out, including multiple headshots. But you got to realize that if you're that big, you're not as fast. And if you go up to the top, people are going to move out of the way or hit you with that massive uppercut, which has to be put in for bump of the year for HWA. Yeah, that was something. We're starting it off. I mean, you had a, let's do a blow-by-blow account. Geisha had this one on points, hands down. She was all over. It seemed like every time Rachel started to get some momentum on her side, uh, yeah, Geisha with a counter to turn the tables. Uh, and that was a big part of her success. But the bottom line is, uh, wrestling is all uh, is, is about as physical a sport as you'll ever find. But it isn't all fisticuff. Strategy plays a big part or a big part of this and when you get down to it geisha has a big advantage uh most of this match it just she's very meticulous there well i think what happened yeah. and we talked we talked about as we were broadcasting that uh you know she's not used to her matches going very long and uh i think the longer this match went on i think she uh started to have a, a little bit of self-doubt and uh, maybe she uh, under underestimated roadblock rachel a little bit and uh i said going into this you know she lost that match to masato mayhem did that uh, damage her her confidence it certainly slowed her momentum and i think roadblock rachel was able to take advantage of that what about you Aaron? Did, were you okay. concerned at all about the uh about the strategy and the uh, the, the technique of, of the of the eastern uh eastern eastern wrestling so to speak i was somewhat concerned although katie bang after she re- retired has gone into our stable as a as a trainer and she's been emphasizing ability to take punishment and stamina i mean roadblock rachel has been training with Katie Bang, and she's had a lot more stamina to take more punishment and be able to have the ring knowledge, even after you've been hit with multiple shots, like being thrown into the into the announcer's table and under the steps, to know where she is in the ring and know what's going on and react. Some of wrestling is physicality, but also it's it's knowing how where the wrestler is and how to counter them, and countering them with, with something such as moving out of the way of a splash or having someone who's Jumping for a flying axe handle or elbow hit with an uppercut is some of the countering that, that you need to have. Some of it's, it's a, lot, a lot of it's just instinct, but 
you have to put this in so that so that they can react during the match. Yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights of the match. There, <laughs> there was much excitement. I'm surprised we didn't blow out the microphones. But uh, Geisha, I, I thought she'd be a lock to win the belt. But it, it's funny how things can change in a blink of an eye like that. Uh, Geisha was once again the match was on her side. Uh, she was about to put the nail in the coffin off that top rope. I'm not sure if it was a double axe handle or what she had planned. But uh, Rachel pops up, gives Geisha the mother of all uppercuts. Almost dr- drives her jaw uh, into her brain <laughs> for for what I could see. But uh, after almost knocking her head into the crowd, despite Fuga's attempts, Fuga was up there. I'm surprised he didn't get thrown out with uh, his his history with uh, Kangaroo Jones. But uh, Rachel kept on the offensive and uh, hit the biker bomb, and that was it. I, after that uppercut, I think it was a little anticlimactic. But uh, you follow up with your one of your strong moves like that, and you got a you got a new women's national champion there. Uh, tough and ruthless Harley Mama roadblock Rachel once again in championship gold uh, platinum yeah well certainly as a surprise to me uh like i said though i'll give her credit uh, i hate to give anybody from the west coast alliance credit and uh, the only credit <laughs> i'll give them is about a 50 cents credit but uh <laughs> i will say that she wrestled a great match and uh was able to get that belt away and uh she she uh certainly had the, the game changer if you will after she hit that uppercut it was all over she didn't get the pin right away but uh was able to hit the biker bomb and you knew that was it and uh, it was all over yeah, 50 cents credit. That's approximately what I get uh, interest earned from my savings account. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a hell of a match. A, a, a new title, a new title holder. There was a, that, that counts too. Two titles changed uh, already. Let's talk about the submission match. Spooge and <laughs> Max E-Pad. I'll be honest. After the first 10 seconds after the bell rang, I didn't care who won the match. I was just anxious to see how far into the gut of the commentary was going to go with us. Uh, but potty humor aside, let's move on. Uh, this was one match that had uh, one wrestler having to pull double duty. Uh, and it's, it's one match, the only match of the pay-per-view. Because uh, Max had already done, uh, having lost to, uh, to FU. You yourself have, have, seen, have been seeing uh, double bills in your early days. Uh, what do you do prepare for an Iron Man situation like this when nobody else on the card is? Well, you have to take it for what it's worth. Uh, you, you know that you got to go out there twice. You know you're going to take twice to beat him. Uh, you, I mean, you prepare for it the best you can. And uh, for a big man like uh, like Maxie Pat, I'm, I'm sure that it was a lot harder. I mean, let's face it, he doesn't have the stamina. He's not in the uh, best of uh, physical shape, uh, especially when it comes to the cardio uh, work. So uh, I, I think that's the only thing that he could hope for. And, uh, you know, back in the old days, heck, we used to wrestle uh, twice on Sunday. We'd do a matinee in an evening. And, uh, you know, you just had to be ready for whatever uh, they threw at you. You always have to wonder how these wrestlers are going to know, because they're not known for submission matches. Neither of these are. And you got got to wonder how they fare uh, in a bout like this. I have to say, I I was not disappointed. Uh, Both of the wrestlers have clearly done their homework, and we saw some nice moves on the pad side. You had what appeared to be kind of a lion tamer and and a skew Boston crab kind of thing going on there. Uh, For Spooge, you had this crazy upside down lock that I don't think, I think we saw that uh, with Calamity Clem. Uh, He used to do a move like that. Uh, I don't know what it was. It just did not look pleasant at all. But uh, all in all, I was pleased to see a submission match where it just wasn't the same old tired moves, especially at a pay-per-view event like this. These guys, these guys, like I say, they really did their homework. Yeah, they certainly put forth the uh, put forth the effort. Uh, you know, you didn't see the typical cross face or the uh, you know camel clutch that uh, most of the guys use. And uh, I just wish again somebody learned to use a goddamn figure four leg lock, will you, <laughs> Jesus, or a spinning toe hold? And it's a great submission maneuver, you guys. It ain't that hard to do. I'll show you how to do the goddamn thing. But, uh, well, you got one guy who yeah. does the figure four leg lock, but he called it something else. So. <laughs> yeah, catwalk crippler or whatever the hell he wants to call it. But uh, you know. It's always, there's a little bit of uh, unease, you know, and you're not really that, you take these guys out of their comfort level. Uh, When you take guys that aren't submission wrestlers and you put them in submission match and it, uh, you know, hey, they, they, for two guys that really uh, 
this wasn't their forte. They put on a, a pretty good match for the pay-per-view. Yeah, they did. Uh, even with all the new moves, great to see. Sometimes you got to find a weakness and work on it. And that's what Spooge did here. That's, I think that's why, uh, that, I would say it's definitely why he won the match. Uh, he had given the Cho chokeslam earlier in the match. And if you look closely, if you go back and review it, you saw right after Pad was favoring his lower back. He landed uh, landed difficultly on it. Uh, and even ever the tactician, yet Spooge, uh, he noticed it. He remembered it. Uh, there was a little back and forth. And then Spooge put on this sort of half Boston Crab that it takes the folk, uh, like a full Boston crab uh, that's that's going to work your, your back all the way across but when you go half you take the pressure off the one side but you double the pressure on the other and that was the bad side he was working on with that lower back it just did the trick pad tapped out and uh, second time that night he, he puts one more in the L column this was not a great night for the fleet uh, but uh, it, was, it was a good one for for Spooge and the Ascalon Coven it was they talk about the Admiral's fleet they uh, took a torpedo to the bow and uh, <laughs> they were kind of sunk for the night to be quite honest with you I I had occasion to uh, talk to the Admiral uh, a little bit after the event and uh, he, he wasn't very happy. And he, he said, there's going to be some, uh, going to be some shakeup there with the fleet. I don't know whether it's uh, in their training regimen or whether he's planning on bringing in some new talent, but uh, he was certainly uh, not in a good mood after that one. Well, it's uh, better luck next time, I guess, for the Admiral. Uh, they had a lot of, a lot of big winners, especially in the form of Chaz Signal. We're going to get into that uh, a little bit later. But uh, let's move on to this this television title. <laughs> uh, Can we just gloss over this? I would like Can we just skip this? <laughs> it's time for the gyrating porn stash, finger no, pointing. Well, I don't uh, want to talk about this cetera, asshole. Jesus. We know. Uh, the television title holder faces off against a massive giant of a man uh, in the form of Nigel Zark. From the point of uh, view of the Fugu dynasty, you had to be pretty helpful going into this one i sure gacy Genzi came up short but uh she she was uh, fighting a hell of a wrestler but this is a whole different story and i'm pretty sure everyone expected bandit uh his reign to come to an end but even before this the bell rang on this one well i certainly was unfortunately uh, i was wrong and uh, i can go put up with this jerk for another season well oh, Jesus. <laughs> we, we, we don't want to talk about this match too much but we, we gotta we cannot sign away without mentioning this bizarre uh, some might say supernatural uh, possessing of the mat i mean what actually happened here only only one can only speculate but nigel he comes down with a big forearm and all of a sudden the mat starts bouncing up and down like a trampoline on meth uh, it, it consumed the bandit's lower legs. It was tossing Nigel around like a, like the balls in a Fisher Price uh, lawnmower, popcorn maker, whatever the hell the thing is supposed to be. But uh, it's just truly one of the craziest things we've ever seen here in the HWA. In all your all your years of uh, calling Cohen shots and being in the ring, have you ever witnessed anything like this? No, it was the craziest thing I ever saw. But then again, when you got a, a six hundred and fifty pound man being slammed on you, you might get a little bit angry. So <laughs> God only knows what happened. Maybe some of the uh, I, I, I don't know. It was bizarre to say the least <laughs> well somebody uh i think the priest backstage uh gave a quick blessing and sent it out uh via wi-fi i think i'm not sure <laughs> a lot of technology these days but uh if someone had to win someone had to lose we come to the end of this match and uh while nigel pulled out every trick in his arsenal bandit had a determination uh I, i'm at a loss to try to compare he's uh he, he was able to pick up nigel numerous times for the eastbound and down uh that's simply got to be adrenaline that's got to be like a parent lifting a car off a child and uh, Bandit, after this match, he, he had to sleep, slept after like two days straight uh, just to balance him out. But uh, just an incredible show for him. Uh, let, let, let's say, would you rather talk about him or the duck? Uh, none of the above. 
right, I can understand that. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the women's championship. Now, this match, this was Morning Glory Hill versus Trina Vanderstank. Uh, with with one of the ladies' matches done, we get to a second one, and this is a huge opportunity for the fleet. They've had trouble all night. Uh, this was Trina's first shot at the platinum, and uh, it wasn't going to be easy going up against the first lady of the HWA, no matter who that is uh, in any any organization. I definitely don't want to deal with Morning Glory Hill if you don't have to for this belt. But uh, she's a young wrestler uh, facing such a, a level of experience uh, at one of the biggest shows of the year. Butterflies must must have been nothing like the, the pterodactyls uh, that were in Trina's stomach before the bell rang on this one. Yeah, when we talked, when we previewed this, I talked about it. How was she going to react to being on the big stage? The uh, the crowd, the energy, uh, the, the women's title on the line. Your first shot at it, and I think she handled herself uh, quite admirably. To be quite honest with you, uh, didn't really show that she was nervous, and uh, she really uh, wrestled a really good match. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Morning. Uh, she she was uh, she was on fire too, but uh, you got to wonder about the ending on this. Now Trina hits Morning with the Harvard Hurricane. Uh, one of several throughout the match. She, she was, that was a go-to move. Uh, she goes for the pin. Rue hits the canvas and starts the count. But before he can get one, <laughs> I know Aaron, who's going to be joining us. Uh, he's, he's on a, uh, another call right now. But he's going to be coming back and joining us later uh, for the for the final matches. But uh, uh, Chaz grabs him and pulls him right out of the ring. There's no question that CSE is going to be writing a very big check for that one. Uh, but you have to wonder, would that have been the end of the match? I mean, would we have seen a new women's championship or a new women's champion if Chaz hadn't stepped in? like that uh, well we'll never know but to be quite honest with you i mean uh morning glory Hill kicked out of the other couple of uh harvard hurricanes uh, no reason to think she wouldn't have kicked out of this one she didn't seem to be uh reeling uh but like you said we won't know i think you know, was it an act of desperation on chaz's part was it a pre-calculated uh act uh, premeditated i should say i don't know uh but uh i will say that again that uh trina vanderskank wrestled a very good match presented herself uh, quite admirably and uh, I think she can uh, show that she can be a force in the women's division. Right. Well, I mean, Chazzy pulled his shenanigans once again. We expected to see it, but uh, uh, he did give Morning the opportunity to nail one of the most acrobatic and dangerous, uh, but nonetheless effective moves in the game. That's, of course, the flying fuck. Uh, she nails Trina and gets the three count. Uh, a win, but definitely a tarnished one. Uh, I, I, I heard you, sp- uh, uh, so, sorry, uh, I heard you, uh, you spoke to the board about this as well, Chaz, but uh, to the board. And I need to ask you, is there any talk uh, of the HWA stripping the belt because of Chaz's actions? That was a, a was a big question on the mind after we saw that and uh what can we look forward to at the beginning of the season regarding this well you know chaz's defense i know he had a meeting uh at the offices uh in the days to follow that's after we all recovered from the uh the after party uh in, in his defense he pointed out the fact that uh not one but several members of the west coast alliance including their manager physically assaulted a referee after a match of course yeah we saw uh, those. Uh, it happened at least uh, two three maybe four times uh, and he said he merely, uh, <clears throat> you know, pulled the man out of the ring to point, make a point to him and, and explain something to him. Uh, there's always a chance, but, uh, I'm sure he's gonna be fine, but you know, you know, what, what do you find the guy? I mean, uh, heck, he, he drops more in dinner one night than most of the fines they issue. So <laughs> who the hell knows what's going to happen? Uh, stripping the belt. I, I don't know. I don't know. That would be, it, it was different in the case of the rubber duck because it was actually the rubber duck that perpetrated the act. Right. Uh, in this case, do you want to strip, strip a title off of a worthy champion because her, uh, manager got a little over anxious, overzealous. Uh, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're going to strip the, the title, but I think Chaz is probably gonna get a stern warning that, uh, it can't happen again. 
or or something uh, will will happen. Yeah, I would see the the punishment does not fit the crime in that case. But uh, let's uh, let's move on to this this manager's cage match. This was uh, this was this was comical. You got Deuce Albino and Saul Goldberg versus Chaz Segner and Mr. Fugu. This was a novelty match in every sense of the word. Uh, silly, sure, but definitely entertaining. Uh, this was originally supposed to be Joe and the Admiral teaming up against Chaz and Fugu, uh, but the Doctor hadn't cleared Joe to wrestle. I'm starting to feel real dubious about this Doctor. Uh, isn't he the one who still hasn't cleared you to? be in the ring after what six months after your match with the duck well it has nothing to do with my match with the duck it has me me being shot in the goddamn shoulder by a drunken gene we have seen gene that's, oh. that's what it's all about <laughs> that's right the, the bullet yeah that, okay that would make, i mean that would make for christ's sake i was shot you know I, I, I had some muscular damage i'm still you know in, in doing some physical therapy for it I'm, I'm i'm not a spring chicken you know and uh all right all right yeah, I, uh, I, don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know i don't know what's i don't know what's up with joe he certainly took a beating who am i to say that he, he wasn't concussed and doesn't have cracked vertebrae i have no idea but uh they they said he wasn't cleared and that's why poor poor Saul got dragged into this, and I just <laughs> felt bad for the man. Although he did present himself fairly well, though. Yeah, he did. Uh, medical clearance aside, this ended up being quite a crowd pleaser. Uh, still a strange one, though. Uh, when you have tag team cage match, uh, the winning team is the first one. And I didn't know this going into it uh, originally, uh, but the, the first uh, tag team cage match, the winning team is the first one with both men escaping. Now, the key, there, key word there being both. Uh, this brings a whole different strategy to the game and it, kind of a dilemma. Now, do you try to be the first guy out knowing that you're creating a handicap situation for your partner or do you wait for the other guy to make that same move and, and risk your partner not having the timing needed for a simultaneous escape? This is a real uh, going into this one. It's a real thinker of a match. Well, yeah, they didn't do them any favors by uh, setting that stipulation. And uh, like you said. Uh, you know, what we're about to talk about next is uh, probably what led to the, the Admiral and, and Saul uh, losing the match. Yeah, the Admiral was, uh, was in fact, the first to escape. We saw that. And uh, it, was, it was due largely uh, uh, to Saul's assistance with Fugu. He was up there. He was popping Fugu as Fugu was trying to take the Admiral out. But uh, uh, what it, I think it was really throwing himself into the mouth of the volcano. He, he'd been all over Chaz. And you know that didn't gain him any favor. Uh, Chaz, he's already hit him in the head with a, a phone book and a stapler and everything like that. But uh, Chaz gives Saul a stock market crash, which is way worse than any stapler or book. Uh, Fugu sees this and starts climbing. Good timing. Good observation there by Fugu. And, of course, uh, followed right behind uh, is Chaz. It was picture perfect. Uh, they, they both hit the ground. Uh, uh, Saul was coming up to the top. Victory for Chaz and Fugu, but uh, what are the long term? I mean, you get, your guy got dragged into this match. I'm sure he's a professional and everything like that, but uh, th there was a lot of moves between them. And uh, w was it business as usual, or uh, could this match have done irreparable harm to the the, prof the professional team of Saul and Chaz? I don't think there's any any ill will or any any feelings uh, there. Uh, you know, Saul understood what happened. He he, he has a manager's license. They wanted to have this match. Uh, Chaz really had his hands tied as far as trying to get Saul out of the match. Uh, and if you look at the match, uh, you know, he, he didn't beat on Saul too much. Uh, and, and, you know, Saul actually got the better of Chaz on a couple of occasions, <laughs> which whether they were trying, you know, were they making it look good or was it actually happening? I don't know. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, and uh, you know, the, the stock market crash, you know, it, it's, it's a, it, at the time it's a devastating maneuver, but it's any, not anything that's going to cripple you and, and do any permanent damage and uh, was able to, you know, get Chaz and uh, Fugu out of the ring, but uh, they were they were talking and they were both buddy buddy at the after party. And from what I heard, Chaz uh, 
uh, promised to give Saul a bonus and send him to Masado to Hawaii for a week so they could uh, you know, relax and uh, enjoy uh, each other's company for a while. Yeah, there you go. That's a way to smooth things over. He's uh, he's good at that. Uh, <laughs> if you can't uh, if you can't talk him into, into something, you got to bribe him, and uh, that's basically what happens. But uh, as the opposite of Hawaii, we're talking about the uh, ice cold here. This this inner horseman title, snowman versus uh, versus who? Boo-foo! 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 That's right. Uh, th- this could easily have been the fan favorite match of the night. Boo-foo back in, on the pay-per-view. Uh, Snowman getting a chance to redeem himself after his pay-per-view loss. This was like a 500-volt battery, fully charged, and there was so much energy to it. And I, I think that the people in the crowd uh, would suffer a kidney blowout rather than peel themselves away to use the bathroom on this one. This, to me, was simply the crown jewel of the evening, for my money. Well, it's certainly uh, the, the underlying... Uh uh, storylines for this match very very intriguing you had the snowman who wanted to avoid a second straight uh, loss of this very same title at a pay-per-view uh when he lost to the corporal punishment at our, our last event and yeah bufu uh, making his grand return uh to the pay-per-view a man who's been without a title for quite a while and uh so you wonder what was going on there so yeah it, 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 the storylines converged and it's set up for a uh, a tremendous match looking into it so going into it i, I would have uh, really picked the snowman and uh i, I think that uh, the problem was that uh, the snowman isn't one to take this match or any match for that matter light, lightly. Uh, the, the odds were in his favor. Uh, I think we saw a chink in the armor, though. There was one particular move. Uh, he nails Bufu with the freezer burn. Uh, this has ended many a match. It could have been over right here. But he, when he goes for the pin, he doesn't do it in his uh, business as usual style. He does this sort of sitting posture, you know, with the head over the shoulder, this glam pin, as I was calling it. And uh, Bufu kicks out. Uh, like I say, it could have been the end of the match if Snowman had done an according to Hoyle pin, uh, but he def- but he didn't. And this was just just a fatal error on his part. Well, I think it was not only was an error, but it was an act of arrogance and then not respecting your opponent. And I think that. Uh, Bufu took exception to that, and I think that's what uh, kind of geared him up and got him uh, got him fired up for the rest of this match. Yeah, the end of the match was a thing of beauty. I'll grant you that. Uh, Kisi's Bufu uh, performing a crucifix slam on Snowman. He goes under for a chair uh, at the time, and as soon as Bufu's done, he takes the chair and, and pounds Snowman with it. And uh, he, he then immediately goes for the scary go-round, nails Snowman, gets the three-count. Usually the ass clown coven is kind of an unbalanced and quirky lot. Uh, but this time around, this was a perfect orchestration. Uh, th- this could be a sign of great things to come for, for Bufu and the team uh, in this finale season coming up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, obviously, uh, Key's uh, aligning himself uh, with, with Chaz. Uh, he's learned uh, a thing or two about the chairs <laughs> and the right time to use them. So... Uh, I think uh, they, they're helping each other out there. And uh, I was just glad to see Bufu get the victory. And uh, I feel bad for the snowman, though. Uh, here's a guy you know, prides himself on his intensity. Uh, he's all business in that ring. And uh, you know, last two pay-per-views, he's gone in as the, the Inner Horseman champion. He's lost both times. And uh, I'm sure in the upcoming season, he's going to be looking for some payback. And I, I wouldn't want to be the first guy that he wrestles come uh, the new season because I think there's going to be some uh, – going to be – going to be some hard times for somebody yeah you got basically two and a half weeks off and yeah, that that's that kettle is just going to be simmering right, waiting to explode uh so the first one in his trail i feel bad for you whoever it is <laughs> but uh i just got we got word that uh, aaron aaron's back on the line okay good uh, good timing because we're going to be talking about this the manager's championship between aaron varhola and keith carranza yeah but do we really need to get that megalomaniac back on the line again <laughs> Well, I'm afraid so. We uh, we had him for the interview. I had to listen to I had to listen to his line of bull about the woman the women's national championship match. And he shoveled more manure than a farmer for that one. Now we got to go back to it for God's sake. Well, at least you don't have to be face to face with the man, unlike poor obscene Jane <laughs> backstage with him on those uh, multiple interviews. 
Yeah, poor Gene. He was running all over the place. He got. He, we're, we got to get him a bicycle or a golf cart for the next one, so he can uh, get back and forth. But he, you know, he's getting up there in years. And when he he was drinking a little bit of uh, a little bit of vodka during the uh, the broadcast, and I think that slowed him down a little bit too. Yeah, you don't want him to injure himself by falling into into the buffet table like he has. He's done so many times. Uh, those, those, the, the, the poor caterers. I feel bad for him. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this match here. It may not mean much to some, but uh, th- this was one stepping stone for Keys to complete the loose. Of circuit, we haven't seen anybody do it yet uh, to defeat five other managers consecutively. Uh, this this one might have been the most difficult for him of all the moves uh, of all the other managers. Keys was most susceptible to that peacemaker. Uh, he needed to be firing on all cylinders if he was going to win this one. Well, you certainly got to be aware of it, especially since the megalomaniac wears a loaded shoe that nobody ever checks. But uh, <laughs> who might have cast aspersions? But uh, yeah, he was he was trying to complete the side. I mean, and I think he might have went into this a little bit uh, a little bit too confident, to be quite honest with you. But uh, he had the right to be. Uh, he was uh, defending, defending, uh, kept beating everybody, and then it uh, came down to this one match. And, of course, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into it, but anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, th- th- this is this is all you, Aaron. Uh, you, you seem to uh, – you must have been studying Keyes' video. You, you had to know his techniques by now. You've matched up before. Uh, you've beaten him. He's beaten you. But uh, what what was different this time around that uh, made you uh, – give you, give you the, the advantage? Studying his moves plus also – Again, more training from from Katie Bang in getting more stamina, and as well as as watching the moves and following up with two pain bows with the peacemaker, and then her helping me with getting the the peacemaker with more more power behind it because of her gymnastic capabilities. Uh, gymnast- uh, she's, she <laughs> gymnastics was, over yes. loaded, loaded shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, shoes are standard shoes. It's just allowing me to focus my focus that kick directly into the keys's head to get the get the win. Yeah, it is a gymnastics. Definitely a game of inches and millimeters in some cases to keep your balance and everything. But uh, keys keys is more of the brute. Uh, he's he's given new meaning to the phrase "take a seat." Uh, shortly after the match started, he's uh, he's back under the apron getting a chair, uh, just like the match before. But uh, before you can put it to use, Aaron grabs uh, you. I should say uh, you you get into a grapple with him and you pop him in the head with it. Uh, the chair drops down, but that won't be forgotten. We're going to get more into that in a moment. But uh, there was some nice back and forth. Uh, Keys eventually did get the upper hand. He put the Baphomet bomb on you uh, and pins. But the count, I, I saw Rue. He was slapping. He was slapping your foot. And don't, typically, you're just supposed to slap the canvas. And uh, I, I can't say this is what cost Keys the three count. But uh, I mean, I'm asking you, uh, did, did that have some effect? Did that kid? Did that like uh, stir stir you around to get that shoulder up? It may be. We maybe know what the count was, but frankly, that and the and the Victoria bitters I had with Rue at the bar after the match didn't have anything to do with it. It was just my my stamina and my ring savvy that I that helped. Well, ring he's, savvy, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, you have some detractors here on the show. I'm afraid uh, Key started to lose his grip on the match towards the end anyway. But uh, this this one was all over in one move. Uh, you you picked keys uh, with the pain bow. You slammed it down, but you. Used Use the chair as a weapon. That just very smart move. I got to say on your half, uh, but uh, you landed him right on it. Keys was busy looking at the stars floating around, and then uh, he kind of gets staggers up. He's wobbling around. You bring that big boot around and put puts his damn lights out of the. And a three count later, his dream is over. Your dream has started. Your next batch is actually going to be against the ball grabber Joe Petito. So uh, <laughs> how, how do you prepare for that match other than getting yourself an iron jock strap? That was that was the first thing I was going. I was looking for just reviewing his his matches. Making sure that that Kangaroo Jones gets gets plenty of Victoria Bitter imported directly from Australia, 
And again, training hard to watching his tactics to make sure that I can counter whatever he has. Yeah, they get Victoria bitter. We get what Fosters, the beer that they don't even give to yeah. the dog. <laughs> so. Australian, yeah, Australians don't drink Fosters. They used to, but not anymore. So, all right. Well, CR, we're going to have to get move past this one because uh, we got we got to move right on to the next match, uh, which is going to be the grudge match is uh, Sabu versus Concrete. And uh, the, this this is the first of two matches that uh, uh, your, uh, your your big, good friend Chaz uh, took on the, uh, the Megalomaniac here. Uh, and uh, there's nothing in the HWA really like a good rivalry. And this one has to be the oldest. This is back before YouTube and internet video. Uh, there was VHS. And it was the format of choice if you wanted to see Sabu and Concrete in their heyday. You'd have to go to a, a video rental place to look for it. But uh, uh, th- these two have certainly have stayed in shape over the last 25 years. And it's just like deja vu. Uh, this one it was going to be one for the ages well it certainly was you know uh sabu uh after the uh the attack the big surprise appears by concrete we need a food interfered in uh, sabu's match uh, i think i uh, put a little bit of a chip on uh, sabu's shoulder and uh chaz was not too happy with it either and uh like you said uh they look like they're uh, in their 20s again the way they were going at it and uh put on a tremendous performance for the pay-per-view audience. Well, Concrete started out with the upper hand. Uh, he displayed some classic skills here we've become, become accustomed to. And then we see this beautiful new move. He delivers so well. It's the first thing we saw from him coming back. It's the cement mixer. Uh, this was the, the very first move we saw uh, in the return, and it's it's one that Sabu is growing very familiar with very quickly. Uh, he's able to get the shoulder up to prevent the three count. Uh, at that point in the match, Concrete's confidence might have wavered a little bit there. But, uh, Aaron, is this one of the new techniques uh, that Katie Bang's has taught uh, your your newest wrestler? Yes. I mean, well, he's not the newest wrestler, but the newest one in my stable. Right. But everyone knows that, that wrestlers need new moves, a lot of stamina, and she's been a very big influence on the wrestlers into just performing better since since she retired. Although concrete still need, still is rusty and still needs to get some more some more work if there's any going to be any kind of senior division with him continuing this feud or feuds with any any of the other ones continuing on from the original series. Yeah, I don't know if you want to come imply that he's a senior citizen or anything like that. Uh, he's just not a good guy to. Well, what the hell to. do you want to call me? He's hundred and he's 80, 90 years old for Christ's sake. Well, he, he is the oldest since Pedro is gone. I will say that, but, uh, Pedro's <laughs> another guy I wouldn't want to piss off. Well, especially since we got to the, the, uh, court, the council was, I will say, uh, should, should be called the Spanish inquisition with him. But, uh, yeah, I call- well, you know, he, he, he calls that move the cement mixer. Have you guys ever had the drink called a cement mixer? No. What's that made up of? Yep. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Bailey's and lime juice. You ever had that, Aaron? Yep. Yeah, Curls you put the Bailey's in, yep. you drink the lime juice, it curdles like you got a mouth full of cottage cheese uh. and shit. It's horrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't think I, I don't think I'll be trying that one anytime soon. Which is a which the fact that it's disgusting makes it perfect for the West Coast Alliance. <laughs> I thought that would be uh <laughs> you'd have the Harvey Harvey Ball Banger for Joe's uh, that would be his drink. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about Contreak. Uh, he started to get bested by Sabu with the clothesline combo. And then we get to see a mainstay uh, from many of the talent here. It's called double duty is what I'm calling it. Uh, Sabu hits concrete with the Liberty bomb. And that wasn't quite enough. He got, he got the, the, a pin attempt there, but with the empire driver that he followed, that was all she wrote uh, victory for Sabu in the grander scheme though. This is a rebirth of a rivalry from years, decades ago. 
And uh, I, I see nothing but more intensity developing these two over the next season. Well, certainly that's a possibility. It depends on how far uh, these two guys want to take this. Is it one and done? Are they going to continue to wrestle each other? Are they going to up the ante and uh, have a cage match or whatever they want to do? I guess that's up to Chaz and Aaron to decide, sign on the dotted lines with the contracts and the uh, the matchmakers. But uh, certainly uh, puts them both on track to uh, be major forces uh, in the in the organization in the upcoming season. The grudge match is a hell of a thing to and start things off with. There, <laughs> I don't know. This uh, yeah. Sabu's been sticking to it. He's been he's been around uh, for quite some time. He did some uh, bulking up when he came back, and uh, Concrete looks uh, he, he looks as good as he ever has. But uh, are you prepping him for for something much bigger down the road? Yep, he still needs more training, but we already have two of the original wrestlers in the West Coast Alliance. The third one, and perhaps. You know that retirements and suspensions are never lifetime or permanent. As long as a wrestler is still above ground, they can still come back. So watch out for Halloween Hell of Blue 2021. There could be a return of somebody who's been gone, but has been around for a long time. Mm, I don't know how, how many of those are, are out of jail. Uh, concrete mess out to the uh, Big Sid's fate, but yeah, we will have to see. We got that, that big Halloween Hell of Blue. It's the, it's the biggest of this of the year. And uh, that'll be taking place on Halloween. So, but, but we we're quite a ways away from that. We're still in the summer. Let's enjoy the sun a little bit more before we bring the snow in. Uh, let's talk about this uh, this world championship. Yeah, let the sun dry, shine down on Fuzz Pigman. It's uh, more what this should have been called. Uh, this was the main event. Uh, Fuzz Pigman, no stranger to the spotlight of pay-per-view uh, championship action. Uh, it wasn't so long ago that he was a victim of a chloroform-soaked sanitary napkin. Uh, this time, there was no such worry about that. Bones is a pretty straight shooter. Uh, but that that didn't mean this was going to be a walk in the park, either. Bones has shown himself to be of championship caliber for quite some time. And uh, talk about fireworks on the 4th of July. This was going to be it. This is the end of the show there, Chad, uh, CR. Well, yes, it was. And, you know, you talk about uh, Bones being a straight shooter, but his manager certainly is not. So I don't <laughs> think this was anything not to worry about. Uh, I expect chicanery any time this man comes <laughs> to the ring. But, uh, yeah, Fuzz was certainly looking for some uh, retribution, a little bit of uh, uh, redemption, uh, defending this title and hope, hoping uh, to have better luck than uh, than the snowman had earlier, uh, where he's now, uh, you know, we talked about earlier, he's 0 for 2 uh, in the pay-per-views uh, defending that title. So uh, Fuzz certainly lived up to the uh, the task and was able to uh, to get the job done, even with uh, a certain person outside the ring. <laughs> it, it keeps bagging on you, Aaron. <laughs> Are you sure about this, uh, this good guy, this, this new persona that you've turned over? I'm just going to say that, to the two of the biggest turning points in the match is when that Chaz Segner started interfering and distracting, <laughs> distracting Bones. I I had to have a good talking to him after the after the match, saying, "Don't get distracted by the managers. Just continue on with the other wrestler." But he got distracted and it cost him the match, or yeah. at least had a big part in in costing him the, the the title. Well, that's not to say there wasn't a lot of back and forth to speak of it. This one, there was, there was so much of that that uh, Fuzz had to resort to some tactics that weren't exactly his go to move, uh, and it actually almost cost him. He climbs the ropes to put a giant splash on bones and we've seen it time and time again it is just brutal to to watch it it's even worse when it's on the floor but uh bones's knees come up and uh, right here chaz uh, had to have a lump in his throat the size of a bowling ball uh to sing because it's bad enough that fuzz had lost the lost the title one time uh but he had the intensity and the pressure uh just get the better of him for that moment yeah well i guess so i don't know what the hell he was thinking going up to the top rope he's certainly not uh known for his aerial attack and uh, as I mentioned uh, during the pay-per-view, I mean, uh, when that's not your forte and when you're, it's not something you do often, usually something bad happens. And it, it certainly did in that case. 
Definitely had uh, bones on, on key with that one, keeping the eye out, keeping just the corner of his eye. Sometimes that's all it takes. But Fuzz was eventually able to regain his composure, and uh, we got back to the back and forth. Momentum changed at least a dozen times in this one. But in the end, uh, the one just needed a small opening, and a good timing to break free of the cycle. Fuzz pulls off the evidence plant and follows that right, boom, boom. That's like double duty, like we said. Uh, follows that with none other than the battering ram, and it was a foolproof combo. Surely three slaps on the canvas later, you got Fuzz continuing his chance championship reign and uh this one this one's got to hurt a little bit aaron because uh, that puts cse your your rival rival stable uh, on the night five and zero what I mean, what a show to behold yeah five and zero is better than two and two but still you gotta you gotta realize that one of the previous wins was enormously tainted by kangaroo jones suddenly being pulled out of the ring when he <laughs> when he was about to put a three count on morning glory hall yeah that was that was a tough one to swallow there but uh Trina's is not my wrestler but she arguably sh- should have won that title without that interference that dirty chess segner should be fined and suspended for costing the title there there's definitely gonna be some uh some fire to start off this next season with i will tell you that much by the way the next season starting on the 20 23rd uh, of course 10 o'clock friday evening uh, you'll be able to enjoy that and uh with that i guess we're, we're about ready to sign off here it was a hell of a pay-per-view thanks for joining us i know i saw we got almost a record amount of views and uh before we go any any closing words there uh, starting off the next season aaron well katie bangs a great great addition to our training staff she's imparting a lot of her a lot of her ring knowledge especially training on on both stamina and gymnastics so you're going to see a lot of good things and a lot of improved performances from the west coast alliance wrestlers this season all right well uh like i say we're closing off our show and uh cr you you always uh, give us a, a good word to close out on uh what do you, what do you got to tell the folks uh, for next season well, I'll tell you, I mean, the uh, Horseman Mania was a tremendous success. I enjoyed calling it. Uh, the only worst part about it was being in New York City, which we all know I can't stand. <laughs> but uh, I got through it. And I will tell you that uh, it, it took it took me about three days to recover from the CSE after party. Uh, Chaz certainly didn't spare any expense. The bar was open. And I, I, poor Gene, I think he slept for a week. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't think there was enough vodka in the, in the city to, to keep that man content. But... Uh, Always a pleasure to be there with you and call the action. And, uh, looking forward to the new season. All right. Well, this has been uh, HWA Radio closing out. And uh, like I say, thanks for joining us. Always on uh, anchor.fm slash HWA Rules. And uh, you can also join us at uh, com. That'll always take you right to the YouTube page to enjoy shows live on Fridays at 10 p.m. So with that, thanks for coming. Talk to you later. <laughs>